Welcome to Perspectives, a podcast by Essence Learning LLC, and a place where leaders learn from leaders. Let's join today's episode. Good afternoon. Welcome to episode six of the Essence Learning Perspective podcast, Working Mothers Managing Work-Life Balance. I have with me here Abigail Moore, Crystal Blake, and Katrina Freeman. I'm going to have each of you to introduce yourselves to the audience. Let's start with Crystal. Blake, I am the Home Oxygen Program Coordinator at the Cleveland VA Medical Center in Cleveland, Ohio. Um, with my position, I uh, help to make sure that the veterans in our program have the oxygen and the equipment that they need. I help to facilitate the program with the respiratory therapist and making sure that we follow uh, joint commission requirements. I am the mother of two children. My son, he is a sophomore at The Ohio State University and I have a 14 year old daughter at uh, Beaumont High School in Cleveland Heights, Ohio. Thank you, Crystal. Looks like you have a lot on your plate. Um, Next, we will have Abigail Moore. You can introduce yourself. Hi, my name is Abigail Moore, and I'm the CEO for the San Antonio Council on Alcohol and Drug Awareness in San Antonio, Texas. And it's a mid-sized nonprofit that does prevention work in the schools to prevent substance use and mental health issues for children, and also does recovery support services for adults. So we have recovery coaches that are people in long-term recovery that help their peers. And we provide services across 28 counties. And uh, I am a mom of three grown daughters who are all professional women, have degrees and lives of their own, and then an eight-year-old son. So I have to make sure that I can juggle time to spend time with my adult daughters and then my eight-year-old son and the busy lifestyle that being a CEO at a a mid-sized nonprofit brings as well. Absolutely. Cannot wait to hear more about how you juggle that work-life balance. And now we have Katrina Freeman. Hi, good afternoon. Thank you for having me. Um, So I'm Katrina. I specialize in project management, strategic driving for local nonprofits, um, also small business institutions that are looking to drive equity work, um, looking to establish their processes. I am I'm the loving um, wife to Jay. I am the super mom to twins, uh, Jalea and Jalen. Thank you so much, Katrina. Now, I am ready to jump right in there and just have each of you to share your experience um, as a working mother. Um, and so we're we're going to go ahead and get started. Let's have Katrina jump back in there and just tell us a little bit about your experience um, as a working mother. So my experience has been a roller coaster. I am the surviving mom of a pandemic. So I birthed my twins in the middle of the height of the pandemic where the world had literally shut down. Um, And it was trying to figure out how to navigate being the mom, make sure we're being safe. And then how do we navigate back into the workforce? Um, When I started with my job, uh, Methodist Healthcare Ministries, I literally had just started maybe 
four months before I realized that I was three months pregnant. Um, and as you know, if you're not with a company for a year, you don't qualify for um, any type of stability when it comes to birthing your children and getting back started. Unfortunately, I was blessed with a company that allowed me to establish my own maternity leave plan. Um, I didn't get paid, but I was able to take four months off from my job and then be able to jump back into being a working mom. So it's been a struggle, it's been challenging. Um, I really think that it brought out some characteristics I didn't know that I had in myself. It pushed my drive. It allowed me to be more focused, strategic in like what I worked in. Um, I really think that it empowered like my emotional intelligence, being able to have empathy for others, relate to them and realize that um, everything's not a give or, give or take. You know, like you can give a little bit, you can take a little bit, but it doesn't have to be like an all or nothing situation. Absolutely. Um, can Crystal, can you um, follow up um, and respond to that as well as share your experience as a working mother? Um, of course, I would definitely have to agree with Katrina. Um, I fortunately am in a position now where I am able um, as a working mom to have the luxury, which I think to COVID is in being able to stay at home um, and not necessarily have to go to, into the office every day working in administration. But working as a nurse, I have been on the other side where working those 12 hour shifts, um, you know, being mandated to stay later and having a difficult time with balancing that home and that work life. Um, I would definitely say that there have been times, even in administrative, that I've stayed late so that I could like run to a game or, um, you know, when my son wasn't in college when he was here. And now I'm doing that for my daughter, running to different events, staying late or trying to figure the, the ins and outs. But um, I have also seen the struggles from those parents who are unable to uh, have the luxury or flexibility when it comes to working as well as being able to ensure that their kids are taken care of, that they're, you know, in a safe place and, and that sort. Okay. Um, so next uh, we have Abigail. What has your experience been like? Have you had similar experiences as Katrina and Crystal or, um, you know, has it been different? Yes, I could say similar to Crystal, being in a leadership position, uh, it comes with a lot of flexibility, but a lot of responsibility as well. So for me, uh, taking a look at my schedule um, the week ahead and meeting with my support system, whether it's my husband, my adult daughters that sometimes help me with my eight-year-old son, uh, and then making sure that I have, a, I have a plan, a plan of action for not only self-care, to work out, to spend time praying, or whatever it is that I need to do for self-care, but also to make myself available to spend time with um, all of my children, all four of them, and be effective in the workplace. So monitoring what's going on at work and seeing the needs of staff during this pandemic was really important for us to make sure that we listen to their needs and or concerns and, and then adjust and shift and pivot as an organization to make sure that we retain, uh, retain staff and they are happy and, and well themselves in order for them to provide services. But for me, it is about time management 
Mm -hmm. It's about planning and it's about my social support group, uh, family, uh, my husband, my, my children um, and my faith. But being able to reach out to my support system, because sometimes you have 60 hour work weeks and sometimes you have 30. And so knowing when you can do that for me has been helpful. Uh, what are some of those time management tips um, that you can share, Abigail? And I'm, I'm going to look to hear from each of you because that's very important. Uh, what are some of those time management tips uh, maybe that you can give to someone else that's struggling? Well, for sure, looking at your schedule, seeing what's coming up ahead. Sometimes I look a week ahead, sometimes two to three weeks. That way, everybody's on the same plan. Everybody's on the same page that supports and helps me, and I support and help them. So it's it's give and take in a family and in a in a business. Uh, I meet with my chief operating officer and, and and check her schedule and how can we collaborate and coordinate and make sure that the agency is safe, protected, thriving, helping the community. And also how am I able to do that at home? I love, love to cook. So um, I go and shop and try to plan meals ahead. Uh, that way my family has healthy meals and I can pack lunch with leftovers. But it sounds like it's so not important, but it is. So the more we plan, uh, whether it's our menu, our exercise routine, our prayer time, uh, our schedules. Uh, for me, it's looking ahead and getting with my support system. Oh, great. And Crystal, what are your time management tips? I definitely agree with you um, when you say plan ahead as far as the meal time. <laughs> Um, on days where I have to go into the office or I choose to go into the office, I normally will do like something in the crock pot. So while I'm gone, it's cooking and I can get home and it's done. So I do kind of plan my meals around uh, my schedule as far as if I'm going to be home or if I'm going to be remote. Um, I definitely had to learn um, to use your time just because you're at home and it kind of goes both ways start your day when you're supposed to start it. I tend mm -hmm. to start my day very early when I'm at home um, before I'm even supposed to be on, but I just kind of start early. And then I always work longer than I would if I was in the office. So those are things that are very important to kind of know those time restrictions and uh, mm -hmm. know when it's time to cut off, when it's time to go from work mode back to mom mode. And trust me, my daughter, she uh, often reminds me she doesn't have a problem doing that. Um, but also, you know, trying to give that balance to my, my workers, my staff as well. Um, I have a lot of uh, mothers actually that, um, that are under me. And I try to also try to find ways to give them opportunities to uh, you know, balance their home and work life as well. Right. And, and I really, um, you know, like you pointing out, you know, just that start time and end time, because I found that, um, you know, when working from home, it, it's sometimes difficult to draw the line um, with that balance <laughs> until your kid comes in like, mom, I'm hungry. <laughs> Okay, great. Um, and Katrina, uh, do you have any additional tips? Yes, um, for me, it was separating the space. So like 
I don't use my study as my office anymore. I've actually moved my office upstairs to our guest room because I wasn't able to clock out from work and then clock into the home life because it was always a constant merge of everything coming together. Um, my twins are 20 months, so they've been home with me the entire time and we've had different types of support. I've realized that you can't do it all on your own. You have to be vocal. You have to say like, what are your needs are? Um, how much is something that you need? Because nobody can read your mind. Um, like the ladies were saying, it's very important to plan. Um, one of my favorite planning quotes is, those who fail to plan, plan to fail. So I'm a very type A personality. I'm the person that's going to have your snacks lined up, your outfits lined up. Um, I'm going to have the meal plans because for me, it's also important that I still create that um, family structure foundation. Like my mom was a working mom, but she didn't have time to cook meals. You know, So we did a lot of fast food. We didn't really have that around the table bonding time. So for me, it's very important that my husband, my children, we all get together and we're all able to have a family meal. Um, the other tip that I would add is setting like realistic goals for the day. So like Abigail was saying, like she wakes up in the morning and she has a predefined time where she's praying, she's getting centered with herself. Um, I do that every morning, I have my devotion and then I outline maybe five or six things that are critical to get done. And then I have the, maybe two or three things that are extra credit, nice to haves, but the world won't stop. The world won't stop if I don't get to finish it today. Right, and I really love um, just, you know, what you talking about taking that time for yourself because, you know, and I, I kind of spoke to Crystal about this earlier, in order to take care of others or even perform our role, we have to take care of ourselves first or else we don't have anything to give. Um, I want to um, tap into a little bit of what kind of advice can we give leaders in extending grace to uh, working mothers? Because, um, you know, not all the time do leaders understand that we need to extend this, especially, you know, I, I don't even know if we're post pandemic. Um, but what what are what is something that you would tell other leaders? Um, let's start with let's go back to Katrina. Um, for me, it's having like clearly defined job scopes. Don't have one individual doing the jobs of four people if you're paying them for one person. Um, make sure that it's obtainable. Make sure that you have smart goals that are realistic, um, definable metrics. Um, we also need the autonomy to be able to do our work. So if you're working from home, make sure that if you're going to be having meetings with people, is this meeting relevant? Is it going to be beneficial? Or can this meeting be an email? Can this meeting be a call? Does it have to be formal? Um, for me also, with the, my last employer, they were really big on camera meetings. And the meetings were about two to three hours. Well, it's kind of hard to keep your toddlers out the camera for two to three hours. And I'm really cognizant of my children being in my work zone because I still try to look professional per se. But at the end of the day, we're all at home. We have families, we have children. So let's just be mindful of people's boundaries or spaces and just creating that space for them to have the autonomy, the flexibility to do their work. And then I guess like the last point would be like, listen, um, let's co-create with our staff. Let's co-create with our team. So let's not in plans and policies, but we don't get influence from the people that are actually driving the work. Absolutely. All right. What tips do you have, um, Abigail? So we um, are hybrid at our organization. So uh, about 
40 of our 52 staff can work either from home to the office, but a lot of the work we do are in the schools, in community settings. So folks are traveling and they're being exposed and they're around other people. So making sure that our staff have the tools they need. So they have laptops, they have soft phones, they, they can take with them. They have access to PPE, uh, plenty of, you know, whether it's masks, um, things like that. And we also have a once a week check-in how are people doing? What kind of support do you need? Where are you at? And then time management, really helping staff make sure they can reach their goals. As um, I believe as Crystal was saying, uh, people got to know what, what their their expectations are and then um, being able to monitor and support them in reaching their goals. People want to be successful. People want to impact uh, a job that's impactful and that can make a difference. And so when they feel connected, that they can make a difference, uh, they're able to navigate the challenges that they have. And then we we have the flexibility with some of the moms. You know, do you um, you need to come and start your day at 6 a.m. before the kids wake up mm -hmm. uh, and maybe put a few hours in the evening uh, and that way you're available for your children and or caregivers, you know, sometimes they're taking care of older parents or other other needs like that. So uh, we just want to be supportive and we do weekly check-ins. Our management team does weekly check-ins with staff, but just so they're, they feel supported, they feel valued, appreciated, but most of all that there's roles set on um, expectations, but that there are also flexibility. Right. I, and I love that, just the flexibility and the check-ins and, you know, both you and Katrina just talked about those SMART goals, um, having those goals and, and knowing what is expected. Um, and next we'll have Crystal. Do you have any uh, more to add to that? Well, that I was taught by my mother, treat people how you want to be treated. <laughs> so, yes. so I always treat my workers like I would want to be and try to put myself in their shoes. Um, like Abigail said, um, I have to, you know, I have things set in place so that my workers are, we have laptops, they have their soft phone. We're able now to do uh, video clinic appointments. So uh, the workers can now, instead of coming into clinic, they can do clinic appointments at home virtually. Um, I also make sure that I tell my workers, I don't want them to feel like if they have an issue or a problem at home that they can't come to me. I want them to make sure that their home life is what comes first. They're, they're, the job will be there. Myself or you know the rest of the staff will just have to take up if they're not there, but they have to make sure that their home life is taken care of and that whatever needs that they have there come first. Um, I do work with only women respiratory therapists right now. Mm -hmm. So we have a strong connection. We all work with each other successfully and we are there for each other, you know, whenever each other needs someone else. Okay. And, um, and and it's good to that you are that supportive and hopefully this message gets out to other leaders um, that you can get the work that you need in, in smart work, um, smart goals, as well as um, support women in the workplace. Uh, one of the uh, last subjects that I would really like to touch on 
is um, just being supportive of, of women, women um, moving up the ladder, so to speak, you know, promotions. And we do know that there's that bias out there that, um, you know, they may not have the time, you know, they have the kids, and then some women may not accept promotions um, because of the family uh, work-life balance. And I am one of those um, that was in that position. Um, so what can be done to remove that bias? And to be honest, even before answering that question, what biases have you heard? And what do you think can be done to remove those biases? Um, let's go to Abigail. So often in um, minority groups, uh, Latina women or women of color, we, we see the challenges of family comes first, we only take care of family. Mm -hmm. And we can do both. We can take care of family and continue our education, get a second degree, get a promotion, and still be available for our children, our grandchildren, our spouses, our elderly parents. We can do it all. And I'm just really grateful to be able to um, join this podcast with all these super women on the uh, on this podcast. That uh, a mom of twins, uh, a mom in the medical field, because the medical field is uh, so overburdened right now with the challenges of COVID. But just being able to motivate each other. Anytime you see a young woman trying to to learn, to grow, find opportunities for them, mentor them, offer your um, never say, you know, I'm too busy to, to take your time or to visit with you for 10, 15 minutes. But I have mentored and I think it's really important that we mentor other women, that when opportunities for promotion are there, that we lift each other up, encourage each other and believe in each other. I believe that the more that we do that for each other, uh, the more women will see in higher level positions mm -hmm. and impactful will be because women are powerful and fierce mm -hmm. and if they can take care of a family and a kitchen and a home and laundry mm -hmm. they can do everything at the workplace as well yes and i i love the tips of and and just the whole comments that women are powerful we can do everything um that's great and i agree with all of those so then um, we're going to go to Crystal. And Crystal, yes, thank you for your service as a nurse in healthcare. Um, you are a hero. We all are here, but yes, I appreciate your service. Oh, you're more than welcome. It's kind of hard, you know, to, and I know that I am still a nurse, but because I'm not on the floor, I'm in a different, you know, realm or different kind of administrative area. Um, that's something that I do miss being on the floor, but mm -hmm. I have to still remember that the work that I'm doing is, you know, helping other people. So mm -hmm. thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, I would say in regards to um, clearing like biases, um, there are a lot of biases with working mm -hmm. women or working moms that, you know, they're going to be late or they're going to need to take all this time off or they're not going to be available. And I think in not looking at, you know, what may happen, you know, with someone or, you know, it may happen with more than one person. You have to not look at the past and look at uh, certain situations and make that 
as a whole front for everyone. Um, I think you have to open the doors, allow opportunities. Um, as a mom, I think I have this mug that, you know, I drink coffee every morning and it says nurse and it has like superwoman or superpowers, patient, kind. And I often look at it, but I mean, just as a woman. And if you think if you encompass all of those characteristics with, of course, all of all of us do, but um, there's so many that have those characteristics. Just think about what you can bring to the workforce and what you can bring to a company. Um, a lot of women have like creativity. Um, you know, I think that there should just be many doors as Abigail said, open and allow women to kind of take over. I think when women take over and do things, great things happen. Abilities <laughs> that we have and we own it every day. I love that. Okay, and now Katrina. Um, for me, it would be like addressing like the elephant in the room, addressing the bias. Like if you have a preconception notion about somebody, go to them, ask them what their abilities are, ask what they're capable of. Uh, something that I really appreciated was when I came back from maternity leave, I honestly, I, was, I went through a lot of postpartum depression and I felt like I was going to lose my value in the workforce. Like I was a top contributor in the corporate world and now I've become a mom of twins and I felt like people weren't going to see me the same as that strong, like powerful force in the meeting boardrooms. But what I was so appreciative was I had a very supportive male boss. And when I came back from maternity leave, he didn't make me just hop right in and keep going. It was more of a, how do you want to structure your work? What kind of work do you want to do? Um, do you want to change any part of your work? How can I support you? Um, and then an opportunity for a promotion came about when I was about maybe two and a half, three months back from maternity leave. And I remember telling my VP, like, hey, my life is a circus right now. I really don't think that I can handle this. And she was amazing. It, she did not take the promotion away. What we did was we did a scaled approach. So we started adding in more of those strategic projects. We started doing more of like the mentorship coaching sessions and just really being like transparent. So I think that's also what helped me. And then I guess Tasha to address like your first question in the beginning about like addressing some of the biases. Um, as we know, um, leadership is often male dominated. And I think something that could help with those um, situations are when there's opportunities to arise, it's more of an open conversation and they're not conversations that's happening at the happy hour. They're not conversations happening at the boys club. Um, because mm -hmm. oftentimes if I'm a mom, I need to leave and get my children. I need to make sure that I'm available. So I may mm -hmm. not have that same access to the conversation that somebody else had. So I think those are just something that we need to be mindful of knowing that we're working in a generation that is moving towards 50% male, 50% female versus mm -hmm. when we were in the 60s and 70s where it was more 85% male and then you might have 70% of your women in the workforce as well. Not a part of the conversation that happens after the fact. That's very strong. And I really appreciate um, all of the uh, tips, suggestions, encouragement that each of you um, has presented on this podcast. Um, and before we even close it, can I just have some parting wisdom from everybody? Um, and we'll go ahead and start with Crystal to um, Abigail and um, Katrina. Some parting wisdom. Hmm. 
Um, I would say to just always mm, stay strong. Stay strong. Um, keep family first. Don't um, don't bow down to the the thought process that you can't be a mother and work. Know that there is balance. That you know, family life, your family should always come first. There will always be a work. Just continue to pray. And I know that, you know, God has definitely taken care of me and taken care of my family. And there have been times where I thought, okay, well, you know, even in trying to figure out career paths, you know, should I do this? Should I do that? And, you know, I just put it in faith. You pray on it and um, things will things will work out and if and always make sure you have a connection group or someone that you can call or a group of sister friends or cousins <laughs> or whoever that you can call when you feel like you may need to get some sort of advice because you know you can't go to your boss all the time and say hey you know what should I do or you know give me some suggestions so always make sure you have a support system as well support system and i love that i agree with everything that crystal said um you said it very well uh, i'll just add that always set goals write them down and sometimes give even if you don't accomplish them at the time that you planned give yourself a little grace um we are strong women we contribute we get we bring value to life to our homes but to our workplace and we're needed uh, but give yourself a little grace when you need it. And Katrina, well, Abigail definitely took the words right out of my mouth. But yes, um, what I was thinking is it's really important to give grace, but you also need to receive grace as well. Um, you're not always going to hit the mark at 100%. Some days might be 80% and that was your best effort, but you still need to celebrate those wins. Um, also just being like, like Crystal and Abigail were both saying, like connect to your support system. You don't have to do it on your own. Um, establish those goals and realize that you can have it all. You can be the mom, you can be the wife, you can be the supportive friend, and you can be the beast in the corporate America room. Okay, right. great uh, words of wisdom throughout the podcast. Um, just letting other women know that, yes, we can have it all and we are super women, but we're still super women, even when we ask for help, even with our support systems, because we're, we really are all in this together. Um, thank you all for um, being on this podcast uh, with me and Essence Learning. And I just hope for continued uh, pushing forward, um, supporting women leaders and just being great women leaders. Thank you. Thank you as well. Thank you for joining Perspectives, a podcast by Essence Learning LLC. Essence Learning is your solution to personal and professional development. We partner with our clients to develop a learning strategy that will increase productivity, enhance performance, and align with their purpose and goals. For more information visit us online at essencelearning.net or call us at 1-877-657-5755.
Welcome to Perspectives, a podcast by Essence Learning LLC, and a place where leaders learn from leaders. Let's join today's episode.